0: This, this, this is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Your war room for insider news and draft analysis from deep within the confines of Cowboys headquarters at the Star in Frisco. There are 71 days away from the NFL draft in Detroit, Michigan. Welcome into the draft show presented by Miller Lite, a taste you can depend on. You can depend on us to provide some investigation and education for the 2024 NFL draft. We've got Nick Harris. Brian brought us back in the building after a great week in Las Vegas. Aisha Morrison. I'm Kyle Yeomans with Chris Beam running everything in the
1: back. Brian, how was Vegas? It was very nice, and I want to give you guys a compliment. I was listening to the show, and uh, I thought you guys did a hell of a job. appreciate the way you guys uh, kick names around. and Again, you talk about educating people. Some of the most proudest moments, though, I had. I had people in Radio Row come up to me and tell me how much they enjoy their draft show. And That's these awesome. are guys and gals from around the country, some national media members as well. Like they're like you guys do a hell of a job on that draft show, and so I said, "Hey, we, we've got a great crew. Uh, we got a great fan base that follows us. That makes it uh, makes it all worthwhile." Uh, you, every once in a while, you have to help your buddies here with their uh, water bottles, yeah. <laughs> even though they're retired military.
2: Right. Yeah, right.
3: seen, right. seen
1: things was you'll never see. But...
3: Lacking right there, I was struggling. No, nah, you're you good. So much.
1: You, you don't struggle looking at them players, but yeah. <laughs> That's but, what matters here. Yeah, that's what matters here. But uh, cheers to, uh, by the way, Happy Fat Tuesday to everybody out there. Oh, yeah. Getting your Mardi Gras on. But, uh, yeah, so proud of you guys. Great shows. And then also the, the the people that coming up to me, national media, and saying, hey, you guys have a hell of a show there. So, again, thanks to them and uh, thanks to the people who follow us uh, throughout the year. No doubt about that. That's
0: awesome. That's and cool. it's odd – Thinking, I was thinking about it on the way to go get some coffee here a second ago, and I was like, "Man, Bryant hadn't been on for three shows. It's yeah. rare that you you aren't on for that period of time." He but we are glad too. to be back. Oh, I know. I was losing my damn oh, mind. He hates it. Trust <laughs> he's me. probably watched fifty players since yeah. he was last on this show because he he's ready ready had so to mad. get it going. So but mad. we're glad to have you back. Glad Thank to you. get you back safe, and we'll have Brian or uh, uh, Bobby and Zach on through later shows as well as they make their return from Las Vegas too. All right, it's time to talk about Mike Zimmer. Of course, it's official now. He is your defensive coordinator in Dallas. There was always the Dan Quinn guys, right? There was always those guys that you look at that are the long, lanky, athletic, speedy defensive players. Does does Mike Zimmer have a type of guy, Brian?
1: Yeah, I I think what you're going to now – you're going to realize with Mike is he's going to ask you for some press corners, He's going to ask you for some guys that have those sweet feet that we like to talk about, the ability to jam, to turn, to run, to carry. Those are all things that we're going to have to look about. Uh, we're going to have to talk about those ones and those three techniques uh, inside. He's always had a, a, a good combination of those guys. He's played with some small linebackers in his day. He's played with some long linebackers in his day. He likes the safety that's going to play with some range. It's going to play with his eyes. Uh, you know, guy like a Harrison Smith, who he had at uh, Notre Dame. You know, that type of a player, a physical player. Darren Woodson goes all the way back uh, to the uh, the Super Bowl days. But yeah, he is a certain kind of player. And and talking to Zim, there's a couple things that he's that he's going to look at coming in. He's uh, he's he's going to take a look at the staff. He's got to meet with the staff that's still currently here and kind of figure out. Because the question I asked is, well, okay, are you're going to bring a couple of guys in, you know, there's some guys that have left that and goes, well, I just got to meet with the guys that are currently here and kind of figure that out. Now, remember, Sharif Floyd played for him in Minnesota. Mm -hmm. So, you know, hopefully uh, Sharif will get that opportunity, but Mike is really excited about being here. I'm happy for him. Um, But he is going to want players that are are smart, tough and uh, get after the ball and are dependable. And that's, that's something that he's always hung his hat on. and And those are the types of defensive players. You know, if you're seeing a guy on tape, we're all evaluating here, and this guy looks like, okay, football intelligence. Oh, wow, look at this guy get off blocks. Oh, look at this guy close. Oh, look at this guy tackle. That's a Mike Zimmer type player. I'm sure there's a lot of coaches out there, but Mike specifically likes those guys that have the football intelligence, but also on the outside can play a little press coverage too and run with those receivers
4: when you talk about discipline you talk about physicality I think yeah. that's two things that any fan would love to have on this defense yeah. going, mm-hmm. going forward so absolutely right I, I think it's interesting with how he attacks the draft process and uh, I mentioned mentioned this on Talking Cowboys but somebody had asked me yesterday if uh, with Mike Zimmer now in the building does a guy like Tavandre Sweat become more of a big time target like a big physical defensive yeah. tackle who's wide it's like it doesn't matter if it's Mike Zimmer Hans Zimmer it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah defensive coordinator could be any of us at this table he You have to be able to solidify the middle of the spine of that defense you got to get defensive tackle help you got to get linebacker help I'd be okay with a big safety as well so being able to bring that physicality along with with Mike Zimmer I think that's going to be the biggest thing and what we look forward to as the draft process goes
3: yeah Brian mentioned the IQ players and things like that when you look at Zimmer's systems um you know, adaptability is one of the best things you can put on your resume. Correct, and one thing I noticed about him is that uh, he plays the matchup game really well. But yeah. with the adaptability, he's not asking guys to do totally different things. He, you have to be able to do multiple things within your position and do them well, and stick to them and do them well. So I think that's the. Most exciting thing about the hire to me is um, my guy Walker still did a great breakdown on just how much he is willing to say. Okay, we saw it the other days. Like Spags was like, "Okay, y'all gonna keep pressing this line?" Well, yeah. it, it, the adaptability to be in game and to also uh, play the matchup game is something that I'm really hoping for with the next with the next coordinator because I just I never understood how it works for coordinators that say, okay, well, this is what we are. This is what we're going to do. I mean, w- isn't it natural to want someone that can, you know, ro- roll with the punches and, mm-hmm. ch- and make changes on the fly? And so I'm looking – that's what I'm looking at with him coming in.
0: And Dan Quinn had an element of that to him as well, which Absolutely. is what made him a successful defensive coordinator. But there's nothing that Mike Zimmer has not seen in the NFL at mm-hmm. this point. I mean, he's seen a little bit of everything, and there's, there's an element to that. Uh, when it comes to to Zimmer and and the fit that he has here, is, is there something that he's going to immediately say this is the top priority for this defense? Because the first year for Dan Quinn back in twenty twenty one, he came in and said we need edge rushers, we need yeah. a linebacker. We we went and got Micah Parsons at that twelve spot, and they gave him that first round pick. Do you think there's something similar that could happen with Zimmer coming in here?
4: Again, I don't think it's a Mike Zimmer specific question. It's just whatever I think they it's got the middle of that defense. You yeah, yeah, got to go be able to address totally it. agree.
3: Right, right. But I do. I will say, like when we we talk about it, is going to be interesting to see how he handles it because, you know, with the Cowboys this past year, yeah, you could run up the middle, but the coverage in the middle of the field yeah. was a huge problem. So even when you're addressing things like linebacker, are you looking for linebackers that are able to drop in coverage and do more, or are you looking for I'm coming down stopping the run consistently. Like, there has to be a balance. So I do think it's going to play into some of his decision-making as well with the linebackers specifically.
1: I think if Mike Zimmer – and I haven't asked him this, but I guarantee in the time that he's been waiting for this job to materialize that he sat down and watched your tape. And he has an idea of – he has an idea of, you know, coming in here and saying, okay, when he meets with Will about the personnel – the first question he's probably going to ask is, "What was your plan with Mozzie Smith? You know, what was what was your plan with that? Where, uh, why was it a three hundred and twenty nine pound one technique? Now a three hundred or excuse me, a two hundred ninety three pound three? You know, what's your plan there? What was what was the the thinking? And to your point, Nick, he's going to look at those linebackers too. He's going to realize though." And Will's going to probably try to explain to him, like, listen, we we took a gamble. We play so much nickel and dime. And we, you know, we gambled on uh, going a little bit light at linebacker. We had injuries there that killed us. Uh, Dan had to play around it with, uh, you know, with Bell and others. But Mike's gonna like, okay, we're gonna get linebackers here, right? <laughs> and Will's gonna go, yeah, we're gonna get linebackers here. So, you know, when you start to talk about Jerry Jones and all in pushing chips in, I think free agency, and that's for a whole another show. But uh, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Cowboys look at free agent linebackers, yeah. you know, and, Some and look nice at ones out there, yeah, yeah, and there are, and and that's the thing about it is that you, if you get a free agent linebacker one that could help you, like what you're talking about, Aisha, that's got adaptability, flexibility, you know, run pass kind of a guy, then maybe you could go ahead and use the draft, which falls right into our neck of the woods here, Mm -hmm. too, the linebackers that we all like. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe, okay, free agency, they get a guy. Now we could take our draft show and say, okay, they're probably not going to address this early, but here, here's some guys that we might see in that third, fourth round that we could go after. So there's there's a lot of of there's going to be a lot of uh, things that Mike is going to come in and say he's going to want to do and it's up to Will to kind of figure out the direction that they you know with the the finances they have but also the draft capital they have as
3: well. Can I ask a question? Mm -hmm. Okay I I didn't know if he was going to break. (laughs) Um, Which room do you think benefits the most from his addition? I would say the
4: corners um, just because you look at Two all pros, or three if you want to throw in Stephon yeah. Gilmore if he's able to come back, and the ability for Trayvon Diggs and DeRon Bland to still elevate and get better, uh, we haven't seen the peak from either of those two guys. I don't believe so. I, I would say that off off rip. Um, as far as the front seven, I you would have to come back to me here in about two three months.
3: Okay, yeah, that's fair. What yeah. you got? What you I got?
1: think I think it's I think it's the secondary. That's yeah. Mike's area of expertise. Um, he's going to. The, the, I think. The, 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 the cop-out answer is that the whole defense is going to benefit because Mike is a get-in-your-face type of coach. And it's going to be interesting to see because it's a different way of coaching uh, than what these players have been receiving here the last three years yep. under Dan Quinn. And that's something to me that I'm I'm looking to see how that's going to affect some guys i know interviewing uh gilmore at the super bowl mm-hmm. you know and he, he was hopeful about coming back and and, and and you talk to people in the organization we talk to people all the time in this place they'd like to have him back it's you know you can't lowball the guy and you know they know that but he's the type of guy that you know when, when you really sit down and visit with him i'm like damn this is a sharp guy yeah mm-hmm. you know and and he cares i mean you could see that he really it bothered him you know but he's played on championship teams before he knows how to do it so my my overriding thing I think the defense as a whole benefits but one specific position I think is the secondary
3: yeah I mean for me I think it's just gonna be the safety room overall um with with the idea that I mean we had we interviewed uh, Juanier Thomas on Girls Talk Boys Talk and he said like I want to be coached hard like yeah. I, I'm ready and he was excited about that. Well, he's and about like, to
1: get coached hard. This,
3: yeah. <laughs> um, but when you look at we, we've talked about the Cowboys scheme and just some of the things they do. Uh, you know Zim he likes to run some cover two and right. do some things like that. Um, he also too likes to use a robber sometimes. So I'm, I'm excited to see uh, Donovan Wilson do some more things yeah. closer to the line of scrimmage again. Maybe Marquise Bell. Do some things closer to the line of scrimmage. I do think it's going to give guys like Malik Hooker the opportunity to continue to show off that sideline to sideline, but maybe give Waiye Thomas some opportunities to get back there and show off what he can do in coverage as well uh, side-by-side with Malik Hooker.
4: I'll say this, if if the Cowboys decide that there's a little bit of flexibility that they feel like they have in the first round and they want to potentially get a defensive guy, right. Tyler Newbin would be very fun. And it might That's, be fun yeah, to, to, in
1: Minnesota,
0: is a good player. So Absolutely. along those same lines, let's talk about press corners. Let's talk about guys that fit that mold on the outside because Brian said it a moment ago, when it comes to free agency, Dallas likes to fill some spots and then allow themselves – bpa possibilities in, to a certain extent in the nfl draft so if they go out and let's say they fill out linebacker they fill out defensive tackle are there any names either late first round or mid-round picks in terms of these press corners that you've watched so far that impress you
4: mm. uh, we could start we could start up top um Aid mckinstry is an interesting one out of alabama um, a corner corner talent he's been there three years he's coming out as a junior i i think when you look at Kool McKinstry and what he still has, he's still very raw. Um, he's got that press man ability. He's going to jam you at the line. He's going to give you that physicality. He's got the best
0: name in the draft.
4: Yeah, he definitely oh, does. Oh, oh, oh. Really violent hands. Um, I, I think with what what you're looking for from a Mike Zimmer type of defensive back, this would be one. Um, I, I've seen him in mock drafts go anywhere from 8 to 31. So, I mean, yeah. he's got a long range of where he could potentially go. If you're looking at 24 and you really like what Kool Aid brings to the table, uh, that's certainly one you could. Look at if you're looking second third round. Uh, this is a guy I, I I've talked about a little bit. TJ Tampa out of Iowa State. In my mm-hmm. opinion, in my opinion, one of the uh, he was the best defender, a uh, best secondary defender in the Big 12 this past season. He's got that press man ability, but he's also got some zone uh, knacks as well. Um, you look at his ball hawking ability, his ball tracking ability as a defensive back being able to do that. Uh, had a lot of interceptions this past season. Really liked what he put together at Iowa State. Iowa State they're actually really impressing me with their defensive back development over the course of the last mm-hmm. couple. Of mm-hmm. years, TJ Tampa I think is going going to be a really good example of that. But I think he sneaks into the top fifty at some point. That's a guy that I really like out of Iowa State.
5: I should tag him. Tag who?
1: Turn, uh,
0: Tampa. TJ Tampa.
3: Oh, talk about him. Oh, I was like, what am I? What is tagging? Um, no, I I have noticed that the change of direction in his ability to recover is just. It stands out immediately. Um, He has a lot of calmness to his play, and that's what you're looking for for a corner also, too. You're not looking for a guy that panics when the ball's in the air. He's able to, uh, like you mentioned, um, just the tracking ability to locate it in the air and go for it. And the speed and size combo make it difficult uh, for receivers to get separation on him. I I, I, I liked his burst as well, and the way he drives uh, to the ball. He played wide receiver in high school, and you can see some of that in his play. We're starting to see that a lot. I mean, I know that guys kind of go back and forth in high school, but I do think it's hard not to notice that a lot of these gentlemen that played uh, wide receiver late into high school, some mm-hmm. of them in college, have those ball skills that stand out as well. Now, he's a player, and to your point, Iowa State is starting to come on with it because <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they have to. They look across the pond, and, you know, Iowa got...
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> across <laughs>
0: the corn, cross. across the pond. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Y'all no ponds
0: start... in Iowa. Y'all what are we talking I, about? It, they, you they... don't
3: know that. I, I know they do have them, and they froze <laughs> right now. So. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> Oh, yeah, go ahead. I'll tell you what, you,
1: you, both, you both got the player wired. You really, really do. This guy, you, you talk about it. There's natural movement and balance to this guy's game. I mean, he does a really nice job of reading the quarterback and then playing the route. And he gets his hands on a lot of passes. The tracking of the ball, the the, the size gives him an advantage here when he comes to carrying routes. The foot speed, the length to stay connected to the receiver, the fluid change of direction. He loves the challenge. You can mm-hmm. tell a defending routes. He really, really does. And uh, I, I, the tackling part, he's got some wrap-up to him, but he's also got some of that block down where he throws his body at the ball carrier and kind of tries to, to chop him down. Sometimes it works, uh, sometimes it doesn't. Maybe he needs to wrap up a little bit, but his length makes him an ideal corner. In this league, I'm glad you guys brought his name up.
4: Yeah, yeah. Speaking of length, if you're looking for later round type press corners that you think could work in, in on this team, look at Roe Torrance out of Arizona State. He was mm-hmm. a Shrine Bowl guy, six foot three, 200 pounds. So he's a big dude, but he was playing boundary corner for Arizona State. He jams him off the line. Uh, he that's, that's physical in these practices. He was yeah. in one on ones. Yeah, he was absolutely beating people at the line. Physical of guy. The only downside is that's probably all you have with Roe Torrance as of now. Still yeah. really raw and really physical and just throwing his weight around in different directions. He, he's technical with his weight, but it's there's a lot of corner work that you would need to do with him.
0: There's a similar, probably a higher level prospect, but a similar scouting report, raw athleticism, physicality, played a lot of zone in college, but he could make maybe make the switch and be a good press man corner. What do you think about Quinion Mitchell, corner from Toledo? Yeah. Do you think he can maybe fit that mold a little yes. bit too?
4: Yes, I, I'm, I'm okay with Quinion Mitchell being asked to do anything. After sure. I saw yeah. him at the Senior Bowl, I, I'm okay with him being the first corner off the board. Would be shocked if he's uh, further than the third corner off the board. Wow. Um, I, I love what Quinion Mitchell brings to the table. He's not this like... Overwhelming guy that you look at with size and it's like, gosh, he's a. It's
0: more tenacity than it is physicality. It's more
4: technician. He is a technician. I had a DB trainer who's training some guys here in Frisco. Ask me what was so good about Quinion Mitchell in Mobile. Why is he catching the attention of all these scouts? Why was that so big for him? I was like, there's not one technique thing that he does where you're like, I wish he would do that a little bit different. He is a technician. Yeah. pure book i is a textbook type type guy and when you see what he's done at toledo um how he's been able to stack really good performances as well being able to go up against really good talent they play good talent up there in the Mm mac um i i love quinnion mitchell i'd be okay with him uh being asked to do anything
1: how do you think he runs nick
4: that's i i probably
1: i know that's a tough question because hopefully he'll train but or five yeah when you watch the tape it, it does look like a guy i mean he's 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 the measurements I'm working off is six foot one ninety six. Yep. I think is right where about he's mm-hmm. as a player. I, that was the biggest question I had about him. You could watch the Northern Illinois game, and he he gets four interceptions in the game. I mean, Jesus. a couple of pick sixes and stuff like that. He looks taller on tape to me than than the six foot. I mean, he's got some long features to his body. I love the way he attacks the ball. I love the reaction skills. I just the one note I put on my i said we'll be interested to see what his 40 yard dash time will be. I've got a note on that, real quick. Bruce Feldman from the freaks list, yeah. he puts out his freaks list.
0: Dave yeah. Bruglers mentioned it a couple times throughout the beast. He was a part of it, and he said he benched 225 pounds 21 times, right. He said he squatted forty four times, right? And he t- hit a top speed of twenty three point five miles an hour. Yeah. Said it's forty time he ran in the four threes twice for NFL scouts. Okay,
1: well if that's the case, then you know that would be great. That's that's. Surprising. I don't know
0: if that's. And of course, this that's is surprising. just yeah. a report. We haven't seen yeah. the combine numbers or anything yet. That's the official. But just based off of Bruce Feldman, which is a trusted source. Yeah, he,
1: he has. You no, know, he speedster. He's got some mirror, mirroring skills, and I. I thought he was a little bit more straight line in the way he played, you know, but the tight coverage is there, the sticky coverage is there for the player. Uh, Yeah, he's a guy that, that that senior bulk clearly helped him uh, yeah. get get on the radar even further than what he was at Toledo.
4: Talk about being inside of a hip pocket. He yeah. does that, yeah. and he's then he's got the ball tracking seals on the back end for deep routes. Hey, yeah.
0: the Cowboys love their their Toledo defensive backs. They've, yeah. they've had we got one in the building here, to Barry Church, that does a great <laughs> job. <laughs>
3: um, I have uh, I think this gentleman can play a nickel. Um, yeah, Jerry Jones, FSU. Um, he's six one one ninety one. You say
0: Jerry Jones?
3: Jerry and <laughs> Jerry
0: and Jones. Jerry
3: I think that's how you pronounce his name. Yep. I want to get it right. Um, uh, I was you're talking about jamming at the line like he jams with intent. Yeah, he de- it's not just for decoration. He's trying to redirect the, a receiver. He has a lot of flexibility in his lower half that allows him to stop and change direction quickly. Um, and stay in front of and stay in front of receivers. He plays with a lot of discipline and poise, y'all. And also too, the zone awareness is there. We talk about the tracking ability. Right. He has that as well. Um, I think he plays that line very well of being aggressive, but also. Being disciplined, and right. that's something that you look for in players because when you look at him, you see how much he's jamming, you see how much he he likes to be involved in man. you sometimes wonder, okay, is this guy going to get penalized in the future, and things like that no all you can see a whole bunch of that from his game he's physical, he's very active he's not afraid to tackle and run support, which right. is something that I think Zim will look for yes, as well
1: absolutely um
3: and he's also been very durable and i again important like as well he's, he hasn't played less than eight games his whole college career so he's played most of all his games even his i think it was his freshman year played eight games to start so i um I, looking at the player i like what he's able to do and so when you look at when you look at okay what is zimmer zim may be looking for this is a guy that can play on the outside but i do think he can do some nickel things mm. and we know how important that is in this league now so
4: yeah. You talked about getting a corner that Zimmer could improve with run support. You look at Trayvon Diggs and, and yeah. what he's – I think one of the bigger negatives you could take from his first couple of years in the league or first few years in the league is um, how he's able to defend the run. And being mm-hmm. physical in that sense, I think there's an opportunity for Mike Zimmer to come in and be able to develop that. We are talking about how he can develop certain areas. I, I think that's certainly one when you look at the corner room as well. And but you, you had mentioned were, that. I wanted to throw that yeah, out. Brian, you, that. you
0: were talking about instincts too. Yeah. And, and he seemingly has those instincts yeah. that you can bring – the
1: NFL level and right. say, "I trust you yeah. early," which is what yeah. Zimmer wants to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Did anybody look? You know, talk about Florida State. Did anybody look at the other corner, uh, Renardo Green?
4: Yeah, well, he was also at Shrine Bowl. Both of those guys. Yeah,
3: I, I yeah, I think I heard that. Yeah.
1: Okay. Both did we talk about him before? I don't think no. so. If you want to bring him up, that I you got I'm, yeah. The, the thing about him is, with me, uh, to this guy, I, I was like, I saw a very physical, competitive, aggressive player. Hmm. And I didn't think he was the type of player that was afraid to play you tight. He's going to compete for every ball that comes his direction. He could be a little grabby at times and drape his arm across the back of the receiver, you know, when they run those inside routes. Mm-hmm. I would not say he's the most fluid moving player when it comes to the movement. But he, when he gets his hands on his receiver, it's really hard for them to get away from him. Because he's got the ability to mirror when it's called for the recovery and his his footwork. I feel he's a better man player than zone. So I kind of brought him back in my mind because of thinking of guys six foot, 186 pounds. Um, You know, he's going to be one of those guys that has a feel for how to play, how to use the sideline to push his guy out when, you know, in the air. So smart, competitive, completing his assignments. You know, when I started thinking again, you know, zim type of guy maybe that renardo green florida state uh might be a guy that uh, will catch their attention
3: kim hart cornerback notre dame had a good had yeah. a good senior bowl showing um and listen if you got a lot of wasted movement in your game as a receiver he's gonna make you pay yeah because you just doing stuff for decoration with him because he's he's crazy technically sound to be um as young as he is um he's hard to fool uh, he mirrors well like we talked about um, he's physical and press and at the top of the, the route so he is able to drive guys out to the outside now I will say that um, he comes up in tackles I think I do prefer him on the outside though mm-hmm. as opposed to you know working because he understands how to use the boundary to his benefit and kind of work guys over to the side so I, he he stood out to me during the senior bowl Nick uh, do, were you able to see him and see some of the things he was able to do?
4: Former receiver as well Yeah. Um, so yeah there's, there's definitely those abilities um, I, I like his press man ability with we talking about it here mm-hmm. but yeah at senior bowl he he backed all of that up for sure
0: where would you put him is he like a early day three late day two kind of guy
4: uh, yeah I, I think firmly day two i Firm think firmly day two. day two okay yeah yeah iowa. especially
3: with what he did at the senior bowl because he was i mean he went up against some some of these dogs out there and they weren't able to get separation from him i thought he was impressive i'm yeah. look i'm jealous you got to see him up close, close. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, you're speaking of iowa where does this Cooper DeGene, where does he fall in?
4: Lord have mercy. Yeah. yeah, he's a fascinating one. I know we talked about him a little bit last week as far oh, okay. as yeah. his secondary versatility, I think. But yeah. um, I think he's going to be an interesting one overall in this process because you see him go as high. Again, it's kind of a Kool-Aid yeah. type instance where yep. you see him go as That's high as like 15, Yeah, him. and then you can see him late second round. Yeah, so. Combine's going to be huge for him.
1: Yeah, I, I was kind of like – I kind of feel like he's a right place at the right time prospect, mm. you know, where like it's – like, he seems to be – the ball kind of gets knocked in the air and he's standing there. Or, you know, and I just think he's got good instincts. I think he's got the awareness to make him plays. I think he does a good job as a tackler, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, here's where you always kind of feel like that maybe he could play another position or two. And, uh, you know, but, I mean, the scheme kind of requires him to play sideways, you know, so you really don't get a feel for how he really pedals, and you know, because they're funneling everything into the middle of the field. And but man, he's he's a pretty impressive player. Guys a really good punt returner too. Yeah, he is. Mm. one of the better ones I've seen. So, man, uh, I was just curious to where you guys had him, but you're right because the mocks, some of the mocks have him like super high, and then others have him like you know, like you said in the second round. I think, I think he's a top twenty player. I
0: do. I, when I look at him, I look of I look at a lesser, polished Christian Gonzalez from Oregon last year. Very similar skill set in the way that they've got length, they've got. Oh, well, I really liked Gonzalez. Gonzalez too. was a better player. Yeah. I, I would have Gonzalez as a top ten prospect, but I don't right. think DeGene is that far off. I don't think he's that far off as a player. So, if you're looking at a corner, like you said, a lot of it is 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 subjective mm-hmm. it is what you like as a defense right. it's what you like as a scheme he's going to fit a lot of those areas yeah. so i think he's going to go top 20 top 25 something like that
3: yeah i mean and then the iowa pedigree it matters at this point it, it certainly just does, does. And, you know because yeah. the, you guys come in you're like oh he's going to be fundamentally sound he's going to have his things together but i do think he's a good representation of the position yeah. and how he plays it yeah.
0: There's some press corners for you, though. If you're looking for Mike Zimmer, you're looking for something happening and moving There's a forward. couple more we could
1: have talked about, too. Oh, yeah, we can hit that. We've got
0: a couple of draft shows yeah, between absolutely. now and the draft. Absolutely. We'll, we'll hit it then. When we come back, we're taking your questions. Twitter on the 20 comes up right after this.
6: What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. I'm Darren Woodson, former Dallas Cowboy player and Super Bowl champion. When I played in the NFL at a high level, I relied on my vision to see the field. As I started getting older, I noticed my vision wasn't as good, and I was getting frustrated from wearing my glasses all day. I went to Care Eye Center and Dr. G talked about all the options. Thanks to technology and Care Eye Center, I can see near, far, and between. Don't fumble your vision any longer. Visit them at dfwi's.com and tell them Darren sent you.
2: And that's the sound of you making them disappear. Smoothie Bowls, now in two new decadent flavors. Only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys.
0: This This is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on the Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite, a taste you can depend on. We've got Nick Harris, Brian Broadus, Aisha Morrison, Chris Beam in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans, and Chris Beam's about to hit that sounder button because it's time for some... Twitter, Twitter on the 20. 20. Darn right 20. it is. All right, Matthew asks Gabe Hall out of Baylor. Can he play one technique in Zimmer's system? Of course, you're talking about improving the size. Improving the spine of that defense, can Gabe Hall do something like that?
4: Yeah, so I think first we need to talk about Gabe Hall a little bit more. Six-foot-six, uh, pushing 300 pounds, so a tall, 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 tall guy there in the middle. He was somebody that overwhelmed everybody physically um, at the, uh, at the Senior Bowl. What is the Big 12 in these, like, just yeah. man-handled mountains? Are of they getting And that's something I want to talk about. It's, it's kind of a trend that we're seeing from the high school to college ranks, too. And you see this big, tall guy here in the interior for those for the audio only. We got Gabe Hall here on film, but he's physical. He's able to get off the line quick. I like him more as a three tech. I'm not a huge fan of, bringing him in as a one because if you're bringing him in as a one you're going to have to put weight on him that is a fact you're going to have to put at least 30 35 pounds I want to keep him at the weight that he's at right now wherever team he goes put him at three tech and let him operate with a little bit more fluidity and a little bit more athleticism I think that'll help him in his game long term but man once he once he's able to shut his block he's able to uh, create some violent things in the backfield I like Gabe Hall
1: you know it's funny you see a guy that's 6'6 and wearing number 95 (laughs) who do you think of David Irving OK, oh, remember sorry. David Urban. Could like, we couldn't figure out, like, is he? A, where is, is he? He at? No. was ahead
3: of his time. Well, yeah, he was he was
1: definitely the Beatles. Uh, you know, I mean, he was he was. It, it's so funny because I'm going to be fishing one day at my lake. And someone's going to ask me, who's the best player you ever saw that just kind of just kind of went by the wayside. And David Urban's going to be my guy that's because funny. he could play like 18 plays. And have six tackles in those 18 plays and force a fumble. But, yeah, there's a guy, like you said, you know, probably a little bit more of that three-technique look than playing inside. But, man, I'll tell you what, that length is pretty impressive with the way that he's kind of been able to get rid of those blockers and then – uh, get over to that football.
4: Do you guys remember Jerry Tillery in the 2019 draft? Was a first yeah. round pick for I the Raiders. It's, yeah, it's similar vibes here as far as the length and what he's able to do with it. Um, Tillery, he had a couple of really good years in Vegas, but kind of phased out after that. I think he's with the Chargers now. But uh, with Gabe Hall, I really like what he brings as a three tech type of defensive lineman. You look at the size that he has. Got some quick kind of, yeah. yeah, he's got that explosiveness yeah. off the line. Can he line up over center, as you see right here? Yeah. I, yes, absolutely. But I, I want him to be able to focus on. Three tech type situation.
0: As a Waco, Texas native myself, I, mm-hmm. my opinion, I say he was the best player on, other than Ika, on that defense for Dave Aranda and the Baylor Bears. But I want to ask the Baylor Bear himself, Chris Beam, in the back. Wh- wh- what did you think whenever you were watching him play this year? If he's able to do it, he may be running, running technical he's stuff. He's mad at I you because you're actually
4: from he Hewitt, is. not Waco. <laughs> He was
0: a guy wow. that fl- I was born in Waco. Come on now.
4: He definitely flashed, but, I mean, Baylor was terrible this year, let's yeah. be honest with you.
1: Yeah.
0: That's said like a true Baylor bear. Love it. All right, <laughs> next question coming up. If you could have a Micah-like rookie season from one player in this draft class, what position would you want it to be in and, what, and why? Calvin asked that question. Run that back. If you wanted a Micah-like rookie season, just an explosive rookie season, From one player in this draft class, what position would you want that player to play?
4: Um, wow, that's a that's an interesting one. Uh, Does offensive line count? Sure. Then yeah, offensive line. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, you'd love you'd love for like somebody to play center, (laughs) come in here and be an all pro and be an all pro right (laughs) off the jump. Yeah i I think linebackers another position too. You know, I know that a lot of people are are kind of throwing these different linebackers. Aisha and I were walking in, we were talking about Colson from uh from Michigan yeah. <laughs> and every time you know you talk about somebody from Michigan, everybody kind of just turns the radio for sure, but you know yeah if you could give me a, a center, a linebacker I, I would absolutely or an offense uh i could say maybe a tackle i mean i don't you don't know what's going to happen with with Tyron Smith in that yeah. situation or we'll see what happens with the the you know the guys that are currently on the roster. But man, if you're gonna if you're going to give me one, give me a center yeah, that I can agree. that play at a very very high level.
3: Yeah, if we're talking Micah rookie year, uh, so we were surprised. It was like surprise he could play DN. Oh yeah. Listen, honey, I would love a surprise. Oh, he can really play running back and we can run the ball. <laughs> oh. Um And I, again, it's it's not it's not. So
0: you want an Ezekiel Elliott type rookie season?
3: No, no, no. I mean, Micah's, Micah's rookie year was when he, when you mentioned his rookie year, I look at it more of. The surprise of him being able to have that flex at the end. So for me, I'm like, okay, if you have a running back that comes in here, maybe they can add something different to your run. Even if it's even if it's a, like a third down guy or a guy that can like, I, I want to see yeah. if there's a gentleman that can come in here and affect the run game um, because I think that's going to be important moving forward for this team. So.
4: You look what young, fresh legs did for Detroit and and what they were talk able to do. Talk about it so. and the balance
3: they had, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. Um, maybe like Kansas not,
4: City, too, last couple of years. <laughs>
3: yeah, maybe you're not picking super high. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like you just mentioned, Kansas City with Pacheco. Like Maybe you're not picking super-duper high for running back, but if you can have a guy that comes in here and he's a surprise or he's a good addition to what you do offensively, I think that means you're moving in the right direction as an offense because yeah. you need to be able to tote the rock.
0: Matt asked kind of along the same questions as you were alluding to with Micah, are there any players that could be asked to switch positions based off of where they're going? We talked about position flex a couple shows last week, but I'll start with you, Brian. Anybody on your list so far that you could see, hey, maybe they'll end up switching positions moving forward?
1: And that's I haven't I haven't thought about it that way. I have one. You have one. I think so. Because <laughs> I was talking about the I was talking about the that the Iowa corner. Yeah. You know, or I thought he might be a safety. To, to, be, safety. On, to be honest with you, I thought that might be a better. You know, with the, with the ball skills and the range and yeah. his tackling ability, I kind of thought that maybe that, but. I haven't really thought
4: about. He was a safety prospect. He, yeah, it, Iowa converted up to. Court.
1: I mean, there's there's these offensive huh. linemen. They, you know, we we've kind of we've kind of talked about a Graham Barton. You know, yeah. is that I mean that's a guy that's played tackle guard. You know, he was a left tackle at uh, at Duke. You know, is that a guy that's now? You know, would that guy be your center? Uh, you know, I think that yeah. we kind of agree that would be a, a direction that we would we would go. Uh, for there, but that that's really the uh, the only guys that I was kind of thinking about right now.
3: That was a good question that I felt like Nick asked a lot of the gentlemen at the Shrine Bowl was, you know, if you could switch, do you think you could? And, and a lot of the guys said, you know, because it's just kind of what happens sometimes in this league, especially, he asked a lot of the uh, corner players if they're going to, but and when you uh, talk about somebody, I think that somebody might look at as a safety, he was recruited as a safety. Uh, Terryon Arnold, cornerback out of Alabama, yeah. um 6 foot 196 uh i i feel like people could look at his ranginess and and how long he is and things like that and see maybe they see a a a safety or like a Brian
1: bring, branch right back
3: to safety Yeah, yeah. i mean um he, has, he had a
1: great rookie year too. Yeah,
0: yeah.
3: he has a. It's the zone b- uh, discipline and balance and, yeah. and patience that I think allows will allow him to do that. But he also can go from hash to hash and, and move move people out the way. Um, he's he has a really strong recovery speed and he's good in, in press as well. So maybe Tyrion Arnold is someone that maybe people look at as I, a safety.
1: I did that's that's actually a really good one. The, the, I looked at I was looking at my linebackers and I was thinking, has anybody studied Kalen Deloach from Florida State? Mm-mm. Kalen Deloach is 6'1". He's 215 pounds. Where's number four at Florida State? And he's a guy that's a linebacker at Florida State. And I wonder at 6'1", 215, if they're going to have to move him as a safety or a sub-package player. Mm-hmm. This guy gets after the ball, you know. And and I was just – I mean, I, we need to see because at 6'1", 215, how about Beamer having some, some, some highlights for you right here? But this kid's a hell of a player. and But, again, that size is will be a problem uh, playing as a linebacker. But, man, when you study him play, this is against Boston College right here. I mean, he's more than willing to step up and, and make tackles, make plays. But I just don't know. Could it be very much like what we deal with with Bell here, you know, because of the size and stuff like that? But he might be that guy that is, like I said, strong safety, down in the box, Sub player that you can you could put him in some in in coverage because you watch him play he plays really really well in space too so maybe you have some here he's on the outside here I'm beam coming up with these great highlights for you but yeah on the blitz right here look at the close right there look at that Ugh. burst yeah yeah that's against Clemson so there you go creating turnovers getting the ball and then a little scoop and score action there for uh, the Seminoles
4: hate to see that on my guy Kate Clubnick, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah.
3: Uh, n- Nick are you um. Uh, is Javon Bullard from Georgia a safety or a corner?
4: I, I like him more as a safety. I, I want to keep him where he's at. He's, he does have that corner-type ability, though, and they stepped him up at nickel at many times was, this past season. That's why I was asking. But I, I think with his range, with his ability to kind of be able to cover that from the defensive backfield, have everything in front of him, that's what I would want. And, you know, I've, I've questioned what his speed will look like at the Combine a couple mm-hmm. of times on the show. With that in mind, I'd like to keep him at safety. Has
1: okay. anybody seen Kalen, uh, speaking of Bullock, Kalen Bullock from USC? Yeah, have you seen? Okay, he's six three. He's one hundred and ninety pounds, you know, and he plays as a free safety. I maybe I mean he makes a lot of plays with the ball in the air, and so I was kind of wondering. Well, maybe you know, here's a corner. I'm kind of trying to find that again. That Brian Branch, kind of player, mm-hmm. yeah. the guy that can play safety but can also potentially play in the slot and cover and blitz and do some things. So there's guys just because of some of the height and height and weight. Uh, but Kalen Bullock, he's, like I say, 6'3", 190. He wears number 7 at USC. Uh, might be a guy that you want to take care of because um, my final note on him was his coverage skills are what are going to get him drafted in the league along with his ability to read routes. So I wonder if he's a safety that's probably should be playing corner or should be playing more as a nickel. Yeah.
0: All right, next question. This one comes from JP. He says, thoughts on – Xavier Leggett out of South Carolina, the wide receiver, big playability. Where would you have to draft him and how could he fit into your offense? if you wanted to attack wide receiver. Wow.
4: Yeah, he's Nick. he's an interesting one. He's <laughs> he's one that I spent a lot of time watching at Senior Bowl. Uh first day he had a very very rough day. I think if you're looking at one of the bigger fallers from the Senior Bowl, you're looking at Xavier Leggett, but I I'm not out on him. Um Sorry. what he was able to do at South Carolina this past season, he's a big play guy that you can get the ball in space to and he will take off. He'll go and he'll be able to do it. I compared him to Cordero uh, Patterson in that same sense because he can also work some things out of the backfield with his uh um, with his build, I, I think there's a lot of different things you can do in an offense with Xavier Leggett, and it and, and makes him an intriguing type of uh, weapon. Um, what I put in my notes here after Senior Bowl struggled at Senior Bowl and saw stock fall, but the long speed and physicality still make him a legit offensive weapon out of the backfield and in the receiving game. So I, 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 I like Leggett. I think it's he probably slipped to late the late third round. He's probably a late day two option now. But uh, if you're looking for a big beefy receiver that you want to bring in and have some versatility with six foot one. Two 223 pounds that's a guy you can have
3: yeah physical at the catch point and he's he's very physical through his routes as well uh the concentration is there you know the way he fights through trash but yeah when you mentioned the Separation and some of that stuff. Maybe that's something that gives people pause. But I think I, I know. I know that Rasheed Rice isn't as big as him. But we've been there, done that. Yeah. With thinking that guys just because they don't separate a whole bunch, they can't play the game. Found out already. He just wants to.
1: How does he run after catch? Yeah, I love it. Yeah,
3: love, that's what I'm saying. Does
1: he? Does he have any traits like what Debo Samuel does? Yeah, it's another, very similar, another it's South Carolina. Carolina. It's,
3: it's, it's really just like he's just. I, I mean, can you hand the him the ball?
1: Can you move yes. him around? Yeah, you think?
3: Yeah, it's the temperament. Yeah, yeah, he has the temperament to do those things. He has yeah. the temperament. He, I put down. A, he's he's that's my ball. That's, yeah. that's that's the type of player he is. But but to your point, it's not like you're not gonna get super sharp route running and stuff from him consistently. But if you get the ball in his hands, yeah, he's gonna make something happen. For he's you.
4: got the Debo thighs too. And that, <laughs> yeah, that, when you say that, yeah, when you say, gotta say have that, as a
1: yeah, you say that he's here. six. I haven't seen the player, uh, but when you say six one and you say two twenty three. Yeah. You know, I yes. start to think of, you know, running back kind of build, yep. you know, but if, if run after catch and all that's really good, maybe you maybe you have a similar type player that yeah. someone will find ways to use him in the backfield as well.
4: There's a play on his film. I forget who they're playing, but they're, they're lining up 25-yard line, starting a drive, and it's just a simple crosser over the middle, yeah. and he explodes out of he there, gets out quick, and people. he's gone. Yeah. Um, long speed is incredible. Uh, I think he's a weapon that you can definitely use in a lot of different ways at the next level. There you go.
0: All right, along with – Xavier Leggett. I've got a couple names I want to hit when we come back. And it's based off of a tweet from our very own Nick Harris. We're going to talk about that Uh here in a couple of moments. When we come back with more of the draft show right after this.
2: Hi, Drew Pearson, former Dallas Cowboy and now Pro Football Hall of Famer here. If you're struggling with your vision and tired of those contacts and glasses, don't throw a hell, Mary. Go where I went. Laser Care Eye Center, the official LASIK partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Drew, Thank you so much for trusting us with your vision correction procedure. At LaserCare Eye Center, we offer six different vision correction procedures to help patients see. Check them out at DFWeyes.com. And that's the sound of you making them disappear. Smoothie bowls, now in two new decadent flavors. Only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys. This This is is the DallasCowboys.com Draft Show. Back here on
0: the Draft Show, presented by Miller Lite. Glad you're with us here on this Tuesday. Again, we'll be back on Thursday, 11 a.m. Central, to continue breaking down this 2024 draft class. But I think it's time to break down one of Nick Harris's Best tweets of the week, in it's my opinion. It's not a opinion. good thing to do. And we're going to break it down player by player and we're going to see if we, we like this. So, on, what was this Friday? I think it was Friday ish, Thursday or Friday. Nick asked for some NFL draft questions. He wanted to answer some questions on Twitter. Joseph Hoyt out of uh, Lone Texas. Lone Star Life. Life.com says, give a position in player comp for every member of the draft show.
3: Oh, my God
0: and Nick Harris responded and he provided a position and player comp for every person in the draft with show. a
4: little trait with a little trait for a little
0: bit of why he oh, thought that was the case oh, thank you. so we're going to start things off with Chris Beam in the back he said Isaiah Davis running back out of South Dakota State said don't forget about the fcs slash producers why why did that one work out for you
4: yeah beam's got the isaiah davis film ready to go look at these long legs from isaiah davis this is a guy who's had 1400 plus yards in each of the last two seasons a really productive runner for the back-to-back uh, national champions you look at what they were able to do offensively it ran straight through isaiah davis this is a guy that will perform at the next level he will be a running back on a team next year that you will want to pick up on your fantasy team type of guy i mean this is uh, I, I really like isaiah davis this is a sneaker running back that you can get in the fourth round fourth fifth round and he'll have production the day he steps on a, a boy NFL he
1: is team. he's very high cut as we'd say in the scouting world long legs short upper yep. body yeah yeah very high
0: Long cut. legs yeah. long legs yep.
1: he got an invite to the senior bowl right uh
4: shrine see gosh i don't remember i, saw I, I, one I of mix those. them all up too I saw he my was my one in of one of the all-star
0: <laughs> games there was a lot of jack rabbits in frisco so i just kind of r- r- relied on that but yeah, he's he's fun, and that was Chris Beam's comp.
4: Ooh. Yeah, overall, physical wow, over. <laughs> Beam just ran
1: over, just ran over the guy, the dot com guy at uh, the Buccaneers. Yeah, dude,
0: easy money. Uh, I, I can't wait for draft day, and we're gonna take all these comps, and we're gonna yeah. say, up, oh, Beam just went off the board. Up, yeah. oh, Aisha just went off the board. <laughs> Let's talk about Aisha, cornerback Chris Abrams, drained, scrappy, and assertive yep. was the reason why Nick Harris gave that comp. You guys have talked about him a little bit out of Missouri, right?
4: Yeah, absolutely. He's he's gonna he's gonna come on the field, and you're not gonna think that he's the most imposing corner in the world. And he's yeah. gonna, that he's gonna make you feel you. And That's uh, funny. he's uh, he's he's really strong. I really like what he does in coverage. I, I gave him a lot of flack early in this draft show. Now I saw him at Senior Bowl, and I understood his abilities a little bit more. <laughs> no, no, no. Come on now. <laughs> uh, when I understood his abilities a little bit more, I, I kind of fell in love with the prospect a little bit more. I, I still think he's. I, I, I teeter with late day two, early day three with him, just because I think there's a lot that he'll give up in big play opportunities. But I love Chris Abrams' strain from a scrappiness standpoint. Yeah. And I think it's perfect. Well, I we, think
1: you got her. I think you got her nailed here. Yeah,
3: we talked <laughs> about Missouri yeah. and what they're doing up yeah. there, putting together a good program. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Here's here it is, Aisha. Nice low backpedal, <laughs> <laughs> powerful hands to disrupt receivers early in route. Please can, <laughs> can get under and turn and run in press coverage. Gotta love this. Can yeah. flip the hips, mm. run down field, quick, surprisingly powerful. <laughs> you know, has explosive is an explosive athlete. Yeah. Ability to break on the ball, clo- the close is phenomenal <laughs> on this guy, and uh, rare ball skills. He puts himself in position to make plays on the ball. He finds it. He plays with awareness. There's instincts when facing um, when he has action in zone coverage and stuff like that, and he's not afraid to tackle. I mean, he does it in a variety of ways. The way this guy plays, so did you
4: worry I, about the big play, giving up the big play. It's not that he did yeah. it at Missouri necessarily so much. It's his his traits and what he does, instincts. I would say, yeah, it's his instincts that allow it at the NFL level that I think could not translate well. Yeah, he doesn't flip those hips as as fluidly as I would love him. Yeah,
1: I I think that to me, like to say there, you're if you watch the LSU game because they LSU they, it was a. I mean, LSU did a nice job of throwing the ball that game. And it was a, it was a little bit of a a little bit of a problem. I think because some of the things you're talking about, I think it's just maybe his size. Because mm-hmm. he's not the biggest guy weight-wise. It's like a 178-pound guy. We're doing one
4: of those. 5'11", 178. Yeah, yeah. So,
3: so you really went deep into this comp. <laughs>
4: <laughs> like, <laughs> I gave these like five minutes of thought. <laughs> <Just> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, each.
0: We'll see. Cooper Beebe, guard out of Kansas State. Said, that's the man. And he comped that to Zach Wolchuk. He said Zach Wolchuk is Cooper BB,
4: the man. And also Zach loves Cooper, so that was the he does. Easiest that's one. a good one. That he was did. the easiest one to to throw it. It was perfect.
0: And we talked a lot about Cooper BB in one of the previous shows. Yeah, not, not this past
1: week, but the week before. So if you haven't listened to that yet, you can go back and listen to it. He's got an old school build to him, by the way. Yeah. that's why I think I, yeah. I like. I, he's just a mauler.
3: I mean, the temper, I would say the temperament is yeah. old school too.
1: Yeah, yeah. man, push yeah. shove, knock guys down as many. Def- I mean, anybody gets in his way just kind of knocks knocks him down. That's what Wolchuck did to me in the hallway the other day. I
3: just yeah. turned
0: the corner and he hit me and I yeah. was on the floor. Yeah. In the pancake block yeah. That's what happened. Uh this one's a good one. Brian brought us is Jackson Powers Johnson, the Oregon <laughs> Center. He said he's a tone setter. Oh yeah. thank you. I appreciate
1: that. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, I wish I had this kind of rare athletic traits. I would have, I would have played a lot more at LSU instead of just been a snapper. Uh, yeah, this guy's got the right attitude about it, and there's a mean, nasty streak to his game. We've talked about him. He's mm-hmm. he has a problem for defenders to deal with in space because he's got some of that road grader uh, mentality to him, the foot speed, the movement. Uh, very good angles, getting second level. I, the toughness is just so impressive yeah. with this guy, and you don't see him getting uh, making busts assignments. You know, with guys when they run twist, he's got everything kind of in front of him, keeps in front. Of him. He's not fooled, and you can see he loves to play the game. And that's, I think, the most important thing about him.
3: Yeah, my favorite part about him is just the fact that you can you can have a toolbox. Boy, you better bring every single one you have because his his ability to counter with his hands is so impressive to me, and the way he's able to recover. He's not beat often. <laughs> Let's yeah. just keep it a buck. Like yeah. he's not beat often, but the minute that a DN or somebody thinks that he's beat, he's like, oh no. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Your thought? Yeah, like and he. It's it's the finishing blocks as well as mm-hmm. that he's because that's one thing I noticed about this. Um, a lot of the guys in this class is I find myself being like finish the block. Just I need another more second, just a tick longer and hold that block up. And this guy is so sturdy and and uh, dependable as well.
0: I went back and watched my comps for uh, not comps, but really rating and scouting report for Tyler Linderbaum back mm-hmm. a couple uh-huh. drafts ago. This is my fifth year of doing pure rankings and scouting reports for the draft show and, and DallasCowboys.com. If I had to combine all five draft classes, Tyler Linderbaum would be my number one center. Jackson Fow- Powers Johnson would be my number two I, out of all of that those could draft classes. By the end of the draft process and you for think for it me. could flip? I think it could. It's work. not very far off. It, okay. And it, I would probably put Linderbaum just a little bit of ahead of what I had what I have currently for Jackson Powers Johnson you're right by the end of it all I could flip it but right now those are one two and that's a compliment in itself it's the fact that that's five years of draft classes and if you're saying this guy is that good to wear Tyler Linderbaum's a multiple pro bowler by this point, I think you've got something working in the right direction. And yeah. that's exactly what Jackson Powers Johnson is.
4: That's funny you mentioned that because along with the uh, th- that same kind of questions that I was answering back on, on Friday, somebody had asked me about um, the comparison between Tyler Linderbaum and, and Jackson Powers Johnson. And uh, gosh, I'm trying to find it. It's The question was, wasn't Tyler Linderbaum a better center prospect than Jackson Powers Johnson, and he went pick 25? What makes you question JPJ goes even earlier than hmm. him? And I was like, to be fair, I think we're all starting to bridge into Linderbaum hype for JPJ. It's just happened much faster. Okay. Um, because of Linderbaum, I mean, he was at Iowa. You had that going the, into his, his yeah. last season. And he's like, okay, this is the center prospect. And Jackson Powers Johnson, I feel like, has really made all his money in the last month. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's really stacking up for him just much quicker. And you look at the age difference, I, I think, as well. I think that's going to make JPJ such a more interesting prospect at the end of the day. Does he end up going higher than 25 I think so. I think he would I think he'd be yeah. shocked if he Did you
1: pick past somebody for 40. yourself?
4: Uh, so did. I, I did I picked I picked, uh, I picked um, a Jonathan Brooks first year starter and uh, yeah. doesn't really know what the future holds because I yeah. uh, choose what I eat for dinner like five minutes before every night so I was
1: I was thinking I was thinking have you guys <laughs> coming off of an ACL
0: surgery yeah
4: yeah, yeah. first year starter <laughs> yeah. doesn't really know what's going on you
1: know <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> Have you uh, I was thinking of you maybe as Lad McConkie
4: I'll oh, take that's it that's a good yeah. one from Georgia even scrappy
1: yeah this guy's played a ton of big games in his career and he shows up well he's a fluent moving athlete he's Slippery side to his game He's one of the best Route runners I've studied In this draft Technician Absolutely. He was is awesome deceptive With his speed With a burst you would not think he's going anywhere with the ball. Then the next thing you know, he's off to the races. He's just one of those types of guys. He's a short-area quickness player. He can create opportunities at l- different levels of the defense. I mentioned about the routes, uh, good quickness off the line. He can escape. He catches the ball with ease. If it's anywhere near him, he's going to make the play. Right. And He's just got toughness. There's a willingness to go get it. And He's skilled when finding the ball. This is a great job of tracking, and attacking. One of the best in the country when it comes to receiving touchdowns and first downs.
3: That's funny that you picked it for that for him because I, want, I actually said one of the best. This guy's one of my one favorite of, players yeah, in the Yeah, I think he's one of the best at the top of the route yeah. that I've seen. Yeah, and thanks, uh <laughs> transition from top speed, um and and being able to stop on a dime with good releases. I I was the separation he's able to create consistently yeah. is very impressive. So he has a good feel for the position. You can see that it's it's not it's not too fast for him. Things seem like they're slowed down for him.
1: If you like Puka Nakua, yeah. you'll like this guy. That's Ooh. fair. Yeah, and yeah.
3: he gave people the business at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah, I he, mean, almost. Every... He doesn't
1: care who lines up across from him. He is going to run a route that's going to corkscrew somebody into the ground. The was stock... he on the all practice team? I want to say he was. For I'm for sure he was voted. Role. Yeah, was... they that was the, right, somebody had the, to be. The, yeah, the defensive backs I think voted him that. Or I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. it's usually the opposite to who you're, who you're, you're playing against. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. The by the way the the comp that he had for me was Xavier Leggett who we just broke down in the previous segment he was worried about his his size he was worried about translating to the next level I appreciate you no I said big
4: play guy didn't I yeah
0: you did you said big yeah. play get out of here yeah that's what it is but I'm so
4: finally I'm glad
3: we finally brought up Lab McConley I feel like it's 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 uh, overdue well, it's
1: overdue I tell you what he's a lot of fun to watch on tape he's not hard to find you know no. he just every time the you know, the uh, Beck, the quarterback, would just drop back and he needs a big play. He's going to throw it to 84. We
0: always talk about those guys that you're watching one player and the other guys show up. You're watching Brock Bowers tear up defenses in the SEC. And then every couple plays you start seeing – uh, yeah. you start seeing 84 flash across the screen you're like holy cow.
1: it's even fun when they put 84 and 19 on the same side of the hey, field yeah. and then, and they're running routes for each other
3: yep. Chaos, you know, cre- but yeah just the stopping the stopping guys yeah, yeah. it's just crazy yeah. can
4: we talk about Brock Bowers really quick and how he's going to be under the 50th percentile for basically every single tight end measurement and uh, measurable that you could ask you for. hate Brock Bowers no 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 I'm just I'm just throwing that out there as a potential concern with Brock Bowers that, yeah. There was that was a picture that I uh got posted over the weekend at super bowl weekend and yeah. it was him standing next to gronk and
1: he looked like a totally different player didn't he? yeah
4: brock looked like he 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 was you know like a, a sailing sailing a car insurance yeah you know so oh it's it's God. it's different it's there's definitely a difference there i mean he is that shorter stockier guy everyone yeah. knows that he sacrifices that size for his speed because he really does have speed, that speed and verticality is, absolutely the balance um, yeah. And I've seen some mocks slip him to as far back as 15. I've seen him go as high as number five overall. I I, I think it's an interesting prospect for sure. But I I, I don't know if we're having this conversation about Brock Bowers as a day one type of guy that can walk onto an NFL team and contribute immediately. I don't know. I don't know about that. Do I think of, of eventually? Absolutely. I, this is a dynamic offensive weapon. You see when he's done for Georgia. I I I I trust in Brock Bowers, but I think there's going to have to be a little bit more size added there. I, I really do you believe think that. If he gets to your spot, you taking him?
3: I The versatility and the uniqueness of the player does yeah. make you want to be like, because he, he can do so many different things. It, it was different. It would be different to me if he was just a straight upside in and whatever the case I may mean, yeah. be. This dude's catching out the backfield. He's a ball field. catcher. Take him? Yeah, I mean. I don't. I don't. I am not sure. I have
1: to. Like that Ceedee Lamb pick. Yeah, yeah that would okay. be a
0: Ceedee Lamb scenario. Yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. You, you think like, oh, we're talking about sinners, and we're talking about you know all these other positions. Can
0: I trade Jake Ferguson if I take him? Man,
3: <clears throat> you can't afford to. The world. <laughs> what? I don't think you can afford to get rid of Jake Ferguson. Well, if you're drafting
0: a first-round tight end, you got to trade somebody. You're trading Schoonmaker. Nobody's going to take Schoonmaker for anything close to what you want. Ferguson's value high right now. I'm not saying I would want to do this. Let's get that straight. Oh, okay. Okay, let, let me
1: ask you this. Would he be your best player on your board if he got to you?
4: At 24? Yeah. Probably. He
3: Most might likely. be. Yeah. Do, like, he can do a lot. <laughs> but also, too, you
4: I think— You can take him and figure like, it out later. You guys
1: like Pitts better from uh, Atlanta? Florida I like as a prospect yeah. as a
4: prospect I think so but I Aisha's
1: liking, Aisha's I used like just I used just in this Georgia guy. guy.
3: I like I like yeah. I like him. I think if I he like runs it. a good forty
1: I'm with you too. did you have Pitts
3: not care no more. Pitts yeah. was one <laughs> Pits was one of my top guys.
1: He was yeah. my but, but you three. watch this kid play. I think I used to write
6: about Well because he's
3: not he's not but it's, it's it would be different when you talk about the size, he's up for the task in blocking. Yeah. Yeah. He's not even even yeah. though you're you know, I, I think that the explosiveness and, and the way that he works through he works through things is gonna stand out to people. Um and he can get up at the second level as well but he can cut in the open field he could be a weapon it depends on what I guess it just depends on what you're looking for it comes from a football family comes from an athletic family period so he knows what the moment calls for
4: yeah Mm. Yeah. I'm not saying gotta, I'm out on Brock Bowers. I want the, I want the record of the show. Oh, we show. know that. We're not fussing and I, at you. If he's I'm available also, at 24,
0: I want the dang. record of the show. I'm not actually trying to trade Jake Ferguson. I love Jake oh,
4: Ferguson. Oh, yeah, I heard yeah, what you yeah, said, you know, Kyle.
0: That. No, you stop it. We heard what you said. Savior, no Forget. question. Come on now. All right, well, that's it for us today on the Draft Show. We'll be back on Thursday, continuing to break down draft prospects with more here presented by Miller Life. For Chris Beam in the back, for Nick Harris, Brian Brodish, Aisha Morrison, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the Draft Show. We'll see you on Thursday.